Amen. We're in uh, Luke chapter 2, and uh, we heard Nikki read to us there. Uh, we're probably only going to cover one verse today, and uh, you'll find that uh, in verse 9. Verse 8 says, that at night some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory shone all around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel reassured them, Do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared. Don't you love the suddenlies of God? One moment, you're minding your own business. You're just going about your daily routine. Then suddenly, the reality of God breaks into a situation. One moment, you're, you're, you're praying to God and crying out to God about a situation, but the heavens seem like brass. And then suddenly, an answer comes from heaven. One moment you feel like you're in quite a dark place and the future looks dark and shadowy and then suddenly a message comes from the Lord and everything changes. A light is shone into that dark situation and that is what happened for these certain poor shepherds out in the fields tending their flocks by night and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And this light that burst in was a, was a glorious light. It was, it was a magnificent light. It, it was the beginning of the, the promise, just the beginning of the promise of the prophet Isaiah that you've heard over many Christmases in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those who are living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. I like the way my New Living puts it, the New Living translation. Listen to this. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, a light that will shine on all who live in the land where death casts its shadow. I don't know about you, but I watch the news. Most of you would have watched the news last night. You're listening to all these messages from the Prime Minister, from the, the First Minister, and you get this very real sense that we live in a land where death has cast its shadow over us. And I want to remind you that the shadow is not the reality itself. A shadow is shaped by the reality. If you have the sun on the horizon and it's just sort of setting, you know it casts long, 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 long shadows. And when the sun is right above you, there's no shadow <laughs> at all. And the shadow is shaped by the reality, but it is not the reality itself. The reality itself that we hear in, hear in Isaiah is, is death. But the shadow is the fears and the worries and the thoughts and the attitudes 
of our hearts. And who would dare to disagree with me that COVID-19 in 2020 has cast this huge shadow over our community, over our city, over our country, over the whole world. And it's actually affected our fears and our worries and our thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. And into that, we hear the prophetic message, this message that is actually of hope, that the people who live in the land where death casts its shadow have seen a great light. And those living in a land of deep darkness, and if you feel when you're getting these messages and you're watching them online or on TV and, and you're hearing these constant messages and you feel it's just casting a shadow over you, you need to hear the prophetic message, the word of the Lord today that says the people walking in dark, darkness have seen a great light. If you're living in a, in a land where death is casting its shadow over you, you feel it inside, but the light has come. Suddenly the angel appears. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the angel said, do not be afraid. Tonight in David's town, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Do not fear. Do not fear, Mary. Do not fear, Joseph. It's a theme of the nativity. Do not fear, shepherds. And out on a cold, dark hill, that message, do not fear, cuts like a knife through the darkness. Of course, the message, do not fear, it, it's easy to say, isn't it? <laughs> not so easy to do. I mean, if I went round... Wester Hills, and I just announced, do not fear, or you did it, it might not carry that much weight. It depends who's saying it. If you or I went around saying, do not afraid, just on our own authority, just under our own whims, it might have no more effect than me saying to you, do not think of pink elephants. What are you thinking of right now? You're thinking of pink elephants. And so that message, do not be afraid, might raise up all kinds of fears within, within ourselves. But this message comes from the Lord through the angel. And the message is, do not fear. And I want to say to you, it's so simple, but it, it keeps getting repeated in the Christmas story. Do not fear. Not me saying it. This is what the Lord speaks to us this Christmas time. This is what the Lord speaks to us in 2020, living in a land where death is casting its shadow over our hearts. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Now, do not hear me wrong here. Don't have me telling you another message, which I'm not telling you a message of be foolish. Don't act wisely. We've all got fears. Uh, I, I've got fears. I'm particularly scared of big spiders, hate them, absolutely. Praise the Lord, the Lord has given me a wife who will happily pick up a massive spider and gently take that spider out into the garden, release him into the wild and that. I will not go, if I'm alone in the house and there's a big spider, 
He's going one place up the Dyson Hoover. That is the only place that spider is going. That's the only choice. NC Wincy spider is not coming back down the water spout if I am dealing with a spider. There's other things that, uh, that many people are afraid of that I'm not afraid of. I am not really afraid of heights. In fact, I quite enjoy how when I, was a, when I was young, I'd always be climbing trees. I'd go to the top, much to my parents' despair, at the top of cliffs and that. I could walk along a high-rise building along the top edge, and I'd walk along that quite happily. And I never do it because I'm not foolish. <laughs> I'm not scared of it, but I'm not foolish. So do not hear me wrong when I say to you, do not be afraid. But it is true. When we're listening to the news, when we're listening to our leaders, the message does seem to be, be afraid. Be very afraid. We get this constant bombardment. Be afraid. And if you're not afraid of coronavirus or dying of coronavirus or passing on coronavirus, then be afraid of the punishments that might ensue from that, that you'll get a fine, or you might get arrested, or worst of all, you might be shamed on social media. And we're constantly told, be afraid, be, be afraid. And so it's so refreshing to come, to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be able to listen to his word and to hear the message of the angel today and to hear that word that says, do not be afraid. The Apostle John, that beloved disciple, he wrote a letter where he said that fear has to do with punishment, but perfect love drives out all fear. Whether it's from a, a parent, a fear of punishment from a parent, or from a, a teacher, or fear of punishment from the, the law, or fear of punishment from the Twitter police or, 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 or whatever it is, that there is so much fear, John's right, so much fear to do with punishment, even that, that right fear of the Lord, who will bring every deed, everything you and I have ever done under the white-hot lightning gaze of his judgment. Fear according to the scripture, is to do with punishment. And if that's the case, if we're going to deal with that fear, what is it we need? We need a saviour. That's what we need. We need a saviour who's going to save us from all our fears, who's going to save us from all those things that might lead to punishment. And isn't that the message that the angel brought. Do not be afraid. He didn't just say that phrase. He said, there's a reason for this. Do not be afraid tonight. A saviour has been born in David's town. He is Christ the Lord. God's come to the rescue. God himself has become human. God himself is sending a saviour. He's coming to the rescue. He's coming to save us. He's going to save you from all your sins so you don't need to fear punishment. And he's going to save you from all your fears. And so the angel was quite right to be able to give that message. And I think he'd give that message to you today. Do not be afraid. Every night, or virtually every night, my wife and I, we... Uh, 
read a story to our, our children. We, we love reading stories, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Lord, and we'll pray with them before they go to sleep. They've been surrounded with that from, from almost birth. And uh, we're reading a particular uh, set of adventure novels uh, with our son. And they're a bit like the C.S. Lewis Narnia series, where there's lots of Christian themes that you can talk about when you read the story. And in this one particular story, there was a, there's a picture that has kind of stuck with me. And the, the hero of the story, this young lad, he has been set out on a, on a quest, on an adventure. But he finds himself suddenly crippled by fear, absolutely terrified because of this pack of hyenas that are before him. And a bit like in the Narnia series where God uh, or Christ appears in the form of Aslan, the lion, so in these stories God appears in the form of a lion. And so, 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 so God turns up in the form of a lion to this young boy on his quest. And he, and he, and he, and he speaks to, to the young boy and he sees that he's crippled with fear. And he says to the boy, imagine that I'm double the size. And right before his eyes, this lion, and so this lion suddenly doubles in size before the, the young lad. Uh, and the lion says to the boy, can, can the hyena hurt the lion? And the boy says, well, the hyena can rip his, rip his flesh, or yeah, he could do quite a bit of damage to them. And then the lion says, imagine I double in size again. This great lion suddenly is there, and the boy's lifted up onto the shoulders of this lion, and they're looking down on the hyena, and he says, he says to the boy, can the hyena hurt, hurt the lion? And uh, the boy says, well, the hyena could, he, 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 he could scratch the heels, the ankles of the lion. Yeah, it could still hurt, hurt you. And then the lion says, imagine the lion is bigger than this world. And all of a sudden, this lion grows. So that it couldn't be said that this lion was part of this world any longer. And planets and stars started retreating before this lion. And suddenly, the boy finds himself in the lion. <laughs> and the lion says to the young lad, can the hyena hurt the lion? And the boy says, no, the, the hyena can't touch the lion. The hyena's a, a mere spot, spot on a tiny little planet over there in the, the distance. Can the hyena even bother the lion? The lion said. And the boy said, the hyena couldn't even bother you a little bit. And then the lion says, so why are you afraid? You see... This is where realizing our series at the moment over Christmas has been about dwelling in God. Learning that the whole thrust, remember, of the Old Testament is that God wants to dwell with his people. And last week we saw how God made that concrete, real in history, by becoming human in Bethlehem's manger. God with us. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And God wants to dwell amongst us. But that baby grew up and lived and then died. He could be hurt. He could be killed. But he rose again from death and is now glorified in heaven. And once we grasp 
how, the, the, I don't know if it's a word, the bigness of Christ, of what he's done, that he is bigger than this world, bigger than every problem, bigger than death, bigger than the hyenas in that little story. Once we realize how great he is, we realize, what am I afraid of? And God comes to you and says, do not be afraid. I'm bigger. I've got this. I'm in charge. I know the beginning from the end. Coronavirus, it says nothing to me. You see, this is where we're called in the kind of last part of our series. Not that just that God wants to dwell with his people. Not that God did actually become one of us and dwell amongst us. But that we, we, you and I, right now, we're invited now to dwell in God. Don't live in fear. Live in God. Don't dwell in fear. Dwell in God. That is the invite to you. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy. Do you know, I'm no different than anyone else. You know, just because you're a minister, I still get scared of things. I still have lots of fears. I still feel the effects of those shadows over me. But I'm invited, and you're invited, to, to dwell in God through Christ. The New Testament puts it this way. It's in Colossians 3.3. It's one of my memory verses. I hope you have just some verses that you just hold precious, that you can just, just quote. It's really valuable. If you don't, get some. Get some that really means something to you. This is one that means something to me. It's, it's Colossians 3.3. 3. Uh, I've never forgotten it from the day I memorized it, and it's never, it's never, it's never left me. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You know, dwelling in God. And I've told you before, and uh, I tell it all the time on, on the beta course, discipleship course, how that was, that was Corrie ten Boom, that great saint of God, incarcerated in a Nazi concentration camp, every day faced with the reality of death all around her and unimaginable fears with what she saw there going on within that, within that place. Her own, her own sister slaughtered before her. And she held on to this verse. For you died... And she told herself every day, I've already died. What can they do to me? I've already died and my life is hidden with Christ in God. And remember she had that little illustration. She used to say, this is you. And you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ. And she'd put the thumb in her fist. And then she'd cover that fist in God. You died and your life is now hidden with Christ. In God. Do not be afraid. Run to Jesus. With him, you're in God and he's bigger than everything. You don't need to be afraid any longer. 
Don't be afraid, the angel said. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. That means this message is for everyone. It's for you, but it's not for you to keep to yourself. This is a message for neighbor, for colleague. It's a message for family. It's a message for friend. If you pluck up the courage this year, I believe there's a lot of people who can relate to that shadow of death. It might not be the reality itself. They might not know anyone who's died, but they feel the shadow over them. And this message is going to ring really true, because it is true. If you pluck up the courage, maybe you're going to say to a neighbor just over a fence, over the doorstep. Maybe you're going to invite them along to a carol service or a Christmas service, and they'll hear, hear the message. And whenever you think, well, that person will never believe, <laughs> or that person will never become a Christian, or that person won't be interested Remember the suddenly of God. The suddenly where God just breaks in and, and things just change. For three members of my family, my parents and, and my brother, that's their testimony. Nowhere with God and then suddenly God broke in. Not interested in God and then suddenly God breaks in. And you carry the secret in this message of not being afraid anymore. Not living in fear, but living in God. Why don't we just bow our heads for a moment before the Lord? And just where you are, sat here in the sanctuary or at home, Pray that most ancient of prayers of the early church. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and minister to my heart. Come, Holy Spirit, and bring the light of Christ and the glory of God that shone on that first Christmas. Come and bring that light to the shadows of my heart and the shadows of my mind. Come and bring your light and your life into the dark places, into my fears and into all my anxieties. And Lord, where this year feels to have affected me in such a way that I can't hear your voice or you seem silent, would you give me ears to hear? Give each one of us ears to hear, to hear the message of the angel. Do not be afraid. I have good news. It's great news for everyone. A saviour has been born. Holy Spirit, we receive 
today what you can minister to us, your reality, not just some thought or idea, but real help when things get dark, when the shadows are long. May your glory shine among us. Shine in such a way that the shadows have to retreat seven ways. Hear as we pray, for we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.